Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today, we're going to talk about there is only one way. Yes, there is only one way. I can remember the time when I thought the world was the way. The living in the that living in the world and doing all the lust desires of my flesh and fornication shacking up several times with my boyfriend at the end of the relationship, I was hurt because I didn't know about the true love, but only the lust of the desires of my flesh. Another way I copied the behaviors of the world was pleasing everyone else but myself, trying to make everyone happy, doing things I really didn't want to do, but I did it anyways to please others and to make them happy. Have you ever been there? I might be going through that stage as I speak. But there is only one way to have a life abundantly. Let's get into the word of God. Are you ready to get into the word of God? I am so ready to get into the word of God. So we're going to go into John chapter 14, verse six. This is what the word of God says. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Let me read it again. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Jesus is the one who said that he is the only way to the father for Christians to say that there are other ways to find peace with God is to bear false testimony. In a sweeping statement, Jesus discovers all other religion as a means of finding forgiveness of sins. This agrees with the other scriptures, nor is there salvation in any other, um, any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is one God and one mediator between God and the man's name is Jesus Christ. There is no other name. There is no other name, no other God that can forgive our sins. There is no other name, no other God that can give us salvation. There is no other name, no other God that can be able to give us the truth and forgive us for our wretchedness, our heathen ways. Only one Lord. And that's through the man of Jesus Christ. So let's get back into it. So Jesus didn't say that he would show us a way. He said that he is the way. Jesus, yeah, Jesus didn't say, let me say it again. Jesus didn't say that he would show us a way. He said that he is the way. He didn't promise to teach us, to teach us the truth. He said that he is the truth. Jesus didn't offer a secret to life. He said that he is the life. Jesus' way will be the, on the, be the cross. He will be convicted by liars. His body will soon lie lifeless in a tomb because he took that way. He is the way to God because he did, he did not content, contest the lies. We can believe he is the truth because he was willing to die. He becomes the channel of the resurrection, the life to us. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which we must follow, the truth in which we must believe, the life for which we must hope. If we live in the truth, we also are living in reality. Jesus says, if you hold to my hold on to my teaching, you are my you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 6, He is the way, the truth, and the life. This means He will show us how to live. All the answers we need are in the Bible. So it is very important that we both study it and obey it each day. Following the way and the truth will lead to peace, 
will lead to joy and blessings in our life. Let me say it again. Following the way and the truth in the life will lead us to peace, joy, and blessings. You heard that. So if we follow the way of the Lord, that will lead us to peace, that will lead us to joy, and that will lead us to blessings. Not chaotic, not confusing, not no 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 drama, not no strife, not no bitterness, not no hateness, not no jealousy, not no envy. Let me let, let, let's let's say that one more again. It will lead us to peace, joy, and blessings in our lives. So real life is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and his father. It is life in the light, in the truth, in freedom, in love. Jesus says, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So let's get back into the word of God. So in John chapter 14, verse 21, it says this. He who has command my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Let's say it again. John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So obeying the commandments of Christ is not optional for those who would have eternal life. Obedience Christ, though never perfect, but nevertheless be genuine. It is an essential aspect of saving faith springing from our love for him without love for Christ trying to obey his commands becomes legalism. To the person who loves Christ and strives to obey his commands consistently, Christ has promised a special love and grace in his deepest inward presence. And I know you might be saying, Antisha, well, I try to obey God and I fail at that. I fail several times at that, but did you repent? See, he, he didn't say that we weren't going to fall short because he, he did what well, he did say. We're going to fall short of his glory. I'll fall short of his glory. But we need to repent that he will help us be obedience to him as he see us asking, seeking and knocking and trying to build a relationship with him. He will help us overcome our weakness. He will help us quit being disobedient. See, he works within us and we got to work with him. That's the only how we be obedience. But without Christ, we cannot be obedience. We start being legalism. We start making up man rules. We start making up religion things. Ray Comfort says this, in this I made a commitment, but some people do not get past square one because they trust, because they trust in their feelings rather than God. Hmm. His promises are true despite our feelings. If I make a promise to my wife, the promise is true whether she is feeling happy or sad. If she doubts my word, then she brings slur to my integrity. Anyone who generally repents and trusts in Christ will be saved. The Bible makes this promise, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. There is the promise and there is the condition. Any person who loves and obeys Jesus will begin a supernatural relationship with him and the father. He said, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. God will instead make you a new person from within. He will send his spirit to live within you, in me. 
you will have a new heart and a new desires. I mean, you will have a new heart with new desires. You will suddenly become conscious of God in his creation. The Bible will open to you and to me and become a living word. And you will have an inner witness that you are saved, that your name is written in heaven and that death has lost its sting. Let me say it again. That our name is written in heaven, that death has lost its sting. And so Jesus promised that he and the father will reveal themselves to all who love and obey him. This is the ultimate challenge to any skeptic. He explains that happening in this life means that believers will not see death. Life will just continue beyond death. Death cannot touch it. So he contrasts those who are certain to die with those who will never die. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I shall rise them up on the last day. He says that if we walk with him, we will not have the have things to hide for. We are walking in the light with everything above board and no secrets. See, darkness, however, is a metaphor for death and absence of God. Also, darkness has darkness he is referring to is moral darkness. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And we as children of God, we are the light of the world because we are representing him. Let's keep going on. And so he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Without Christ, it is impossible for us to walk in the light of life without Christ. Let me say it again. Without Christ, it is impossible for us to walk in the light of life. So we need to walk in the light of life, but we need Jesus Christ to help us. But without Jesus Christ, guess what? We get caught back up in our sins. We get caught back up in our addictions. We get caught back up in the things we should not do. So that's why we got to walk with Jesus for he can help us walk in the light. But our own carnality, flesh desires help us walk into darkness, not the light. That's why we need a savior. Because without him, we have nothing. Without him, we lead to darkness. Without him, we lead to ashtray. Without him, we lead to internal like fire of hell. Jesus help us. So let's get back into it. Darkness is prevailed with violence and evil and wickedness. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. The word, the word for truth and the word for real are the same in the Hebrew and Greek language. If we live in the truth, we are also living in reality. Jesus says, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus said that whoever sin is a slave to sin because every time we sin, we help strengthen the chains of our habits that we, we, that will be our masters. Jesus came to set us free. True life meant free, free freedom from spiritual bondage. That's what being set free means. Not free from not free from the stuff of the world, but free from sorry, free from spiritual bondage. A person either is in God's love or under God's wrath. There is no middle way. The internal consequences of one and opposite to the other is made very clear. Jesus says, whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. Let's get into Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, verse nine through 10. 
And this is what the word of God says. They went up on the breath of the earth, surrounded the camps of the saints in the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstones and where the beasts and the false prophets are and they were, they will be tormented day and night and forever. We do not know if the saints referred to here are glorified saints who reign with Jesus or earth inhabited who comes to faith in Jesus during the millennium. Either way, the strategy of the vast satanic army is clear to destroy God's people in the headquarters of Jerusalem, the beloved city. The fire came down from out of heaven and devoured them. We shouldn't even call this a final battle because there is no battle. The fight is over before it even begins at this point in God's final deals with the devil and his followers forever. After this aborted battle, Satan is then judged and tormented forever. Together with the beast and the false prophets, is this really internal punishment? Yes, it is internal punishment. God does not lie. God will not put it in his word if there's not no lake of fire of hell that Satan's going to go to, that his, the, the, the people who rejected him is going to go to, the false prophet's going to go to. The lake of fire of condemnation is really reality, spiritual realm, and some people will go there because they rejected God in his son. Let me keep going on. They will be tormented day and night and forever. We all have a decision of who we are going to let lead our lives. And which choice do you make today? Do you make the choice to follow the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, to repent of our sins, humble ourselves, and come back to God, cry out to God, I need a Savior, I need your help, please forgive me, cleanse me up, wash me, make me new, give me a new heart, Jesus, help me get ready for when I get home to heaven, or are we going to follow the devil, which is the desires of our lust, of our flesh, and our pride, our pride of life, and the lust of our eyes? Yes, we, that's the stuff of the world, but that leads us down to death. That leads us down to eternal life of the lake of fire of hell. And how many people are down left to right lately? God is revealing that, we, yes, we live in the end of times, so we got to make a choice of who we're going to follow. But for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And I hope and pray that you will do the same. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.